Hey gals and pals. Ooh, that came out real high. I did not expect that. It's like two different people were talking. You got me with this raspy voice and this person. Um, so let's start. Let's do that over again. Hey gals and pals. This is me, Ash from According to Ash. And thank you for coming back. Or if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I already love you. I don't know who you are. We haven't met yet. And you're barely getting to know my voice, but I love you already. Like from the bottom of my heart, I love you. I am back. I did go in a little bit of a hiatus as per usual because my mental health was not in the right place. And I'm definitely not a fan of recording episodes when I'm in one of my mental sad situations, sad potato situations. So I like to take a little bit of a break. I know it's not consistent to me and I definitely miss talking to you guys and would have lots more to talk about, but I'm going to just talk about the most recent things going on in my life and the things I like instead of going into everything you might, you might have, or think you might've missed out on in my life. But I am back. I'll be back every Sunday, fun day. Moving forward, I'm pushing myself to be a better me and to be consistent. This is for you. It's not for me. This is for all of you. Thank you so much. My phone is vibrated. Okay. Sorry, I'm a best lady, but here we go. Um, there's lots of things I did in like the past week and lots of cool stuff I want to go over, things I've done and seen, and I'm just excited for there's movies and TV shows and horror nights at the Universal Studios. It just started this past weekend and I went yesterday and I'll be talking all about that. Always exciting. And I'm also planning next week, not today's episode, because today, I mean, I jumped on, I wrote some notes on a piece of paper and I said, I need to get this done. I've been a little busy all day. And other than the fact I'm fudging exhausted from yesterday, I came home like at two in the morning. I will be bringing back the song of the week, the movie of the week, the TV show of the week, and hopefully either podcast or book of the week. So that's going to come back next week. This week, I would like literally just be pulling something out of my sleeve (laughs) if I said I had something in mind. So I'm not really going to pick any of those, but next week we will be more prepared and we will have all those favorites starting like the old shoes. I shows shoes. I said shoes instead of shows like the old shows I used to do when I would pick out my favorite song, my favorite movie, favorite TV show. Sometimes I'd throw in a little documentary. So now that my life is getting a little bit organized, everything's coming together. It's super cool. I will be having more stuff to talk about. And that's kind of the reason why I wasn't doing a show previously or doing any episodes. It's just, you guys don't, I mean, there was a lot of people and I'm not going to lie. A lot of my episodes in which I suffer the most or talk about stuff that makes me the most upset, the most sad, the most angered. Those episodes have the most amount of plays and listeners. It is insane. Misery loves company. People like to hear other people be miserable and that's fine. I'm not here to hate on them. They, you know, they brought me plays to my episode. Every now and then I'll, you know, I'll sprinkle in a little bit of misery for dumb fans, but 
I don't like it when all of my episodes are that miserable. So we ain't doing that. No more. No more more. Alrighty. So other than being back and if you notice the lack of intro song, I'm currently on the hunt for a new intro song. If you personally know me, you know why I want a new intro song. So if you're listening and you want to give it, you know, give it a try and make me a new intro song, I might just end up making my own intro song. We'll be looking into that and I'm excited about that. But for now, I don't think I'll have an intro song. I'm just going to skip from my, my ad, my advertisement. I need to change the advertisement, by the way. I will be updating the advertisement soon. Um, and just me talking to you guys, which is how it kind of was in the beginning. I didn't have an intro song. I'm still debating of doing an intro song or doing like a little introduction about what the show is about or like using clips of my own show. I think I've seen that before. I like the idea of that, but, um, definitely have to get together with somebody to do that with, or maybe I'll just do it my own, my own way, myself. Well, we'll see what happens, but for now, no more intro song and I'm okay with that. Okay, so let's start off. We're going to leave Horror Nights a little bit later because that's the best of the resistance. Um, I've been currently watching American... I'm going to talk about three TV shows I'm watching. One of them is kind of old and I jumped I jumped on the bandwagon a little too late. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that, okay? But the first one is the new season of American Horror Story. The, is it called like Double Feature? I would look it up on my phone, but my phone is dying. Um, so the new I'm F I'm just gonna look it up on my phone. Oh about it, right, all right. So new season of American Horror Story. I think it's called Double Feature. I'm digging it, to be honest. I like it. I like the cast. Yeah, it's called Double Duber. It's called Duber Feature double feature and i mean i don't want to give out too much but it's the 10th season of fx horror anthology television series american horror story created by matt ryan murphy and brad falchuk it was supposed to premiere late 2020 but you know production got delayed by covid and whatnot the cast in this one i love it has sarah paulson you barely recognize her um, as M. Peters, um, Lily Rabbi, is it Rabbi or Rabbi? Rabe? Rabbi? Um, Francis Conroy. Conroy. Billy Lord, I love. Um, has freaking Macaulay Culkin in it. He's not even on the top of the list. And Leslie Grossman. I, I'm just loving the season. It, I just watched the episode from last Thursday. It comes on any, every Thursday if you're interested on FX, but, I watch it on Hulu. Is it playing on FX? I canceled my cable subscription like a month ago, so I'm not really on top of that. There is another show I want to watch, which is also by Ryan Murphy, um, the impeachment show, the one about Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton, but alas, I do not have cable. And alas, it's not on Hulu, which makes me sad because usually shows like that are on Hulu. I'll see if any of my, my homies out there want to slide over their login credentials so I can log into the FX app and, you know, catch up on impeachment. We'll see. We'll see if anybody 
feels charitable. Um, but back to American Horror Story, I'm digging the plot. It's, it's, I mean, obviously it's dark, but it's set in modern times, I think. I'm pretty sure. And it's super creepy. It's spooky. It's spooky. I do not want to give out too many spoilers. I kind of want to hold back on spoilers maybe until like the end of the season. And then I'll, you know, I'll throw in the spoiler alert before I start talking about the show. But I want you guys to check it out. I need fresh eyes on it. And then we can come together and talk about it. But I'm definitely enjoying it. I love the cast. The story. Everything is going super well. I just hope it ends. It gets, you know, culminates the great ending. That's just going to be chef's kiss, cherry on top. Other show I'm watching is What We Do in the Shadows. Season 3 premiered, I think, last week? Pretty sure last week. Um, that show is on either Wednesdays or Thursdays. It is also an FX show, but guess what? That one is on Hulu. So I watch it on Hulu um, the day after it comes on. And I enjoy it. It's very dry. I want to describe it as dry humor. It's very sarcastic humor, for sure. It's a show, if you've never seen the show or heard of it, of what we do in the shadows. It's a show about these vampires that live in modern times. And they're kind of filming like a documentary. So they're followed around by this film crew all the time. And season three just started. And it's great so far. There are three episodes. What I'm starting to notice now is a lot of shows are releasing two episodes of the first night of premieres, which is awesome. Um, so we have three episodes of what we do in the, shadow, in the shadows. I love it so far. I love the cast. Um, the storyline is always great. It's always funny. It just has me laughing, you know, LOL, laughing on loud. That's how you know I'm old. Be using the LOLs. The LMAOs and the ROFL MAOs or whatnot. But I recommend that show if you want to watch something funny, a little bit sarcastic. Definitely check it out, What We Do in the Shadows. If you, want, if you like vampire stuff, but it's funny and it's not Twilight. Um, I know Twilight's like coming back. It's been super popular. It was like on Netflix. Everybody be watching Twilight. Everybody doing TikToks about Twilight. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not here to hate on Twilight fans because I was a Twilight fan for the longest time. If you've been a listener to the show, I read my Twilight fan fiction to you guys. Um, in high school, ew, junior high, junior high, high school age, I was probably like 15. I read the first Twilight book and I was hooked. I bought New Moon, which is the second book. I was super hooked. And then from then on, I was just waiting for the next book to come out and just to buy it. Then the movies came out. And to be honest, the movies are not as... They made me less a fan of Twilight. I was a huge fan of Twilight until the movies came out. I I was never really a fan of the cast, the casting of the movie. What, what ended up on the screen, it just changed the whole story completely for me and that's how I slowly like stopped liking the series but the books are some of my all-time favorites from when I was a teenager would I reread them maybe in my mind it was superior to what it was in the movie but enough hate for Twilight the third show I've been watching and this is the one I jumped way too late on the bandwagon because everybody was getting into the show and getting super obsessed and I was like, mm, I'm never going to like this show. The show is not for me. And I'm now hooked. I was currently watching it before before I started talking to you guys. 
What episode am I on? It's going to start talking. No, don't duck. Okay. I'm on season four, episode seven. The show is The Clown. So I am late to the game, but I am enjoying season four because I have like a subconscious obsession with Princess Diana. So this was like the season I would be waiting for. Season one, amazing. Season two, loved. Season three, skipped. And... I'm not one for skipping seasons, but I, didn't, I mean, technically I didn't skip it. I read the episode summaries on Wikipedia and my mom has also been binge watching the show and she had already watched the season and I just skipped it. I, th- okay, so once again, this isn't much of a spoiler alert because it's like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. This is, you know, happened in history, you guys. At some point in your history class, you learned a bit about the royal family. But this is just my opinion. If you don't agree with it, that's all right, okay? You can move on with your life. But I didn't like the new actors they got for Queen Elizabeth and Margaret. I like the one for Philip. He's, you know, he he aged well. Um, I like the rest of the cast, but Princess Margaret and the Queen Elizabeth, Queen Mother. No, Queen Mother was her mom. I love Helen Carter, Mocham Carter, you know, Tim Burton's ex-wife. I love her. I love movie she's in. She's in my favorite movie of all time, Big Fish. I just didn't like her taking over for the previous Princess Margaret. I understand they were trying to age them, but bish, even their eye color changed. It's like, really? They couldn't even pop in some contact lenses? Match that shit up? No. And for the Queen Elizabeth, I don't know. She's she's doesn't give me like the same energy that the other Queen Elizabeth is giving me. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm still watching the show, obviously. But I'm mostly watching it for the Princess Diana drama, which I enjoy thoroughly. I heard there's going to be two more seasons of The Crown, if I'm not wrong. Or one more season. There's definitely another season already being in the works. And I heard somewhere that they're going to be talking about Prince, not Prince, the Duke, Duke Philippe, Philippe, you know, the Queen's husband, that once he was like older, he had a companion, like a special companion, or as others want to call in my barrio, a Sancha, you know, as a little side piece, his BFF. And I guess the Queen was cool with that or whatever. But definitely... Check out The Crown if you haven't, even though you maybe think like me. I thought, I'm not going to get hooked on it. I'm not going to like it. I got hooked on it. It just happened. I was like, dang it. It is so well made. I was like, fudge. But talking about The Crown, it reminded me, I didn't even write this down. There's another show about the royal family I've been watching, and I finished watching this weeks ago. Uh, The show The Prince that's on HBO. It's an animated, it's a cartoon. It's not for children. But it is a parody on the royal family as of more recent. Not like the crown that goes back in history, but this is more recent times. Um, the the queen's husband is still alive in this. But the cast is great. It has like Orlando Bloom, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. But this, the show is just freaking hilarious. It's like the most exaggerated, the most comical version of the royal family. Obviously, it always discloses that it's not based on true events. But if you were to watch that cartoon, it's just hilarious. So please watch it. It reminds me of a good mixture of like 
the Royals meet a little bit of South Park. Just a little South Park sprinkled on top. Literally. Maybe like a little... What's that guy? Bojack Horseman? A little bit of that guy. A little bit sprinkled onto the royal family. It's great fun. Don't take it too seriously. It's just for good laughs. So definitely recommend that show, The Prince. It's on HBO. Um, Let me see what else do I have written down. So I did watch some movies. I'm going to talk about both of them. Um, I watched Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. And I watched Malignant. That also... Malignant came out this past weekend. I think Shang-Chi came out the weekend before. Let's start off with Shang-Chi. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's a new Disney Marvel movie that came out. You know, Disney owns everything now. But yeah, new Marvel movie. I personally had never heard of this Marvel character before watching the movie. I had seen the trailer. Um, I think when I went to see the movie Cruella, that was one of the trailers. I was excited that Aquafina is in it. She's one of my favorite like comedian slash actress slash rapper. Um, I, that's the main reason I was attracted to this movie. Without giving too much away, I would give this movie four out of five stars. It's great. I like it. It's lots of fantasy, lots of action. Um, it reminds me of like a mixture of a Jackie Chan movie plus Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and you sprinkle a little bit of Pokemon on top because there's all those articles. If you're following the news about this movie, that they kept comparing certain characters that appear in the movie to Pokemon. Yes, they do look like Pokemon. I'm not going to be here and be like, no, they don't. They're completely different. No, they literally straight up look like Pokemon. Um, but I love the CGI. I love the action. Um, everything was well choreographed. Acting was great. Storyline was a little, just a little messy. That's, that's what kept it from the five stars. Storyline was a little too much. A little, like they were teeter-tottering of it just being too much and like beyond what a Marvel movie is. Like it was already like leaning toward fairy tale land, if that makes sense. Which isn't a bad thing, but a lot of people don't really like that with their action Marvel movies. Um but I give it four out of five stars. It's a great movie. It's not it's not bad. It's great. Worth every penny I pay to go see it. Uh the other movie I saw, Malignant. I had been trying to wait my voice is leaving my body, sorry guys. I was trying to wait for <clears throat> somebody else to have watched the movie to kind of talk about it. I did kind of talk to somebody, but it was like through text. I don't get the same feeling taste out of out of texting somebody, but malignant. It's from the same people that made like the conjuring, I think. I could be wrong. Let me look it up. Malignant. Malignant. Okay, excuse me, poster, can you load? I guess not. Malignant. What else did this guy do? Excuse me, sir. Get out of here. The noises in my house. But I'm definitely sure they have something to do with like the conjuring. And positive. Positive, positive. Is okay. 
So James Wan also worked. Oh, I hate when all these ads come up. He were, He's known for The Conjuring, Saw, Furious 7, Aquaman. Damn. Conjuring, Spiral. I haven't seen Spiral yet. It's, it's up there. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Annabelle, Curse of Llorona, The Nun, Insidious, Jigsaw, Annabelle, Lights Out, Conjuring 2, Insidious. So, you know, he's got a good reputation. So... I'm going to tell you this, guys. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm going to go all out on this review for this movie. I started watching this movie Friday night. And another piece of news that I'll get into. This past week, I started going back to work in the office. So I'm not working from home anymore. Um, Hence why I'm now recording in my at-home office, La Galere. But obviously, you guys can't see that because I'm not recording a video today. But I was very tired, but I still wanted to see Malignant and like ASAP. I had seen the trailer when I went to go see Candyman and I just thought I did not write that down. I will also be talking about Candyman. Thanks to me for reminding me to talk about Candyman. I saw the trailer for Malignant and I thought, ooh, this is right up my alley. I want to watch this. So I'm going to read the the not review the summary here is madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities so this is pretty much the premise of what happens in the trailer and that's all you understand from the movie it has pretty good ratings for a horror movie i feel horror movies always have shitty ratings for some reason um this one has 6.3 imdb and 74 percent rotten tomatoes pretty good i i would think i think that's a pretty good score because let's like pull up another horror movie see the conjuring also has 6.3 on imdb but has 55 percent on rotten tomatoes and i love the conjuring i'm thinking Candyman by um the new Candyman movie i'm gonna pull that up too Candyman. Candyman. I've been saying that way too many times for comfort. Um, see, Candyman has a 6.4 on AMDB as well. And 84% Rotten Tomatoes. Just a little bit more than Malignant. We'll talk about Candyman as well. I'll give my, I'll give my two cents. But for Malignant, and once again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I felt the whole time... That it was like watching the acting in the movie, The Human Centipede. If you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. When they do these horror movies, and I've I've seen it in other horror movies too, but the first one that comes to mind is The Human Centipede. The acting is so bad that you're kind of thinking, are they doing this bad acting on purpose? Are all these actors talking in a monotone tone? Like, talking monotone the whole time? Um... I haven't looked this up. I haven't done the research. I need to ask like my, my friends that are in, in movies. Is this like a thing that they have the characters just, oh, my head hurts. All I'm talking like Kristen Stewart. What is going on with these horror movies? So all the acting is terrible. Um, it's almost to the point that it's funny. The plot of this story kind of reminds me of like watching the movie The Ring. And if you've rewatched the movie The Ring now, nowadays, like 20-something years later, 20 years later, however long ago it came out, that movie did not age well. And 
it has to do with like the way they were acting, the plot line, etc., etc., the special effects. Well, this movie made me feel like I was watching either like The Human Centipede or The Ring. It was just creepy, but at the same time, the acting and the plot line made it seem like it was a joke. I didn't take it seriously. There were some jump scares, I'm not going to lie. But I couldn't, once again, couldn't take it seriously. There is a like plot twist ending to it, so I'm not going to give you guys that much information. Just go watch it and send me a DM. Send me a DM to either at according to, spelled out T-W-O-Ash, um, or at Ashley K. Med. I've made my Instagram private. I'll talk about that as well. Let me write this shit down. Okay, we won't be talking about candy me. And why my Instagram is private now. Perfect. It is all written down. I'm like scratching things out. Okay. And I'm also re-watching Scream Queens. If anybody was interested, I forgot to mention that. I just looked at my list here. It is a also kind of terrible TV show. Horror TV show. Okay, so back to Malignant. I would give it 2.5 out of 5 stars. It was worth the watch, but I'm still confused. I'm heavily confused. I don't. My body doesn't know how to feel about it. It doesn't want to like it or dislike it. It's like, eh? The whole time I was like, what? Is this really happening in this movie? Somebody approved this? Somebody let this leave the lot? This got edited and everything? I don't know. I need somebody else's opinion. Somebody hit me up once they watch the movie. Um, but yes, I did mention I'm watching Scream Queens. I'm rewatching them on season two. If you've never watched it, it's on Hulu. It was a show I think that came out on Fox or like MTV. I think it was Fox. It's terribly great. The whole time, I can't take it seriously, but I love it. Great cast. Um, Emma Roberts is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, who else is in the show? Nick Jonas was in the first season. So, ooh, Leah Michelle is also in the show. Just go check it out. If you've never seen it before, this is your moment. This is your sign to go watch it. Okay, let's talk about Candyman. Candyman. I watched that last Sunday, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure last, not today, the last Sunday. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I have not watched the original Candyman in a very long time. This came off as a sequel, I'm guessing, to the first one. Um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but I'm not really spoiling much, but I really enjoyed that any mention of the first Candyman movie was not just clips of the old movie. They didn't just like insert a clip of the movie. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, but um, Jordan Peele just used his own, his own method of telling the story from the first movie to now new audience that's watching the second one i feel like it's a sequel it's not much of a remake i'm pretty sure it's a sequel they do mention the first movie and the plot of the first movie i enjoyed it a lot it is very creepy um i wouldn't consider it a horror movie i feel like it's more suspense it does a little have a little bit of a a gore element to it so maybe like a gore suspense movie i didn't find it too scary but I did enjoy it way more than Malignant. The, I mean, for sure, Candyman is a horror movie. It The acting was great. 
The plot is great. Obviously, Candyman classic. Chef's Kiss. Um, definitely recommend it. Go watch it. Go to your local... I actually recommend to watch it in the movie theater. The way the audio is set up for that movie, the visuals, audio, everything, you need to watch it either in a movie theater or have your own home movie theater at home. So definitely recommend to go watch it in the movie theater. I give that movie five out of five stars. Jordan Peele never lets me down, and he did not with this movie. So definitely go check it out. I don't want to give out too much spoilers. So please go check it out. Okay. So I did write down that I was going to talk about me going back to my office. I'm thrilled, obviously, because I miss seeing people and just working at home and living at home and just doing everything at home was driving me crazy. I was going stir crazy, cabin fever and all that. So it did make me happy to go back, but definitely my body is feeling it. I am exhausted or I was exhausted Thursday. I only went back Thursday. Um, it was my first day. I was exhausted. You do not understand the level of exhaustion. First day back, Thursday, I, you know, I got all pretty. I got to work. I worked my shift. I came back home. I knocked out. I did not make it to the gym. I ended up working out at home and just doing a nice brisk walk with my dog. And Friday, I worked out a little bit earlier, but it was like the quickest workout ever. I felt so weak. It was an pull day. It was arm, it was, um, bison and back or arms, whatever, upper body, by and back. Um, I was exhausted. I couldn't lift the same amount of weight. I just felt like I was going to pass out. I was so dizzy, but I got, I made it. I did it. And Saturday I went back to cycle class. And today, due to the fact that I slept hardly at all after horror nights, staying up so late, I only did one cardio class. So I didn't feel too bad. Even though, you know, I walked a whole bunch yesterday, which we will get into. But I am excited to be working back in the office, um, going to the building, just getting into my car, driving over there, listening to a podcast in the morning or listening to music, rocking out, parking, saying hi to people in the building, making my little lunch in there, um, drinking my coffee and my tea. There are some hiccups, obviously. Nothing is perfect bringing people back into the office from working from home. But for now, I'm just thoroughly excited. I'm tired, but I'm happy, happy tired. Um, hopefully my, you know, my biological clock or my sleep schedule gets it together, but I've been doing good so far. I need to go to bed early because I wake up a lot more earlier than when I was working from home. Because working from home, the, the traffic was walking from one room to the other. And that was nothing. Now I got to drive to a building. So that changes things and people will see me. I can't walk in there in my PJs and, you know, my cute little gym clothes. No, got to be wearing cute little office clothes. So I'm very happy about that. Anybody else going back to the office or did you like stay in the office? You never work from home. I'll be asking that survey later today or tonight or maybe tomorrow. It's already pretty late. It's hitting my bedtime. Um, so talking about what happened to my Instagram. So if you were one day following me on Instagram and you're a listener and you were following my personal Instagram, if you no longer follow it and you notice it's private, I will explain. I had over 2000 followers on that Instagram. Um, having that amount of followers has brought me, uh, sponsorships. It's brought me opportunities to try products from companies for free and I always posted about it on the Instagram 
I made it private because I started feeling that every time I posted something, I was just really concerned with what people were going to think about what I posted. Are they going to think, oh, she's sad, girl. Oh, she's not over this. Oh, she's not happy. Or she's trying too hard. Like, I kept thinking, like, it was it was annoying me. I was annoying myself just thinking, concerning myself with other people's thoughts. And people I didn't follow but followed me, just always looking at my stories. The amount of people that would look at my stories was a ridiculous amount. It was, like, over 500 people looking at my stories, but I don't ever... I don't, I don't interact with that many people. So I took it upon myself one day, sat down, just went through all my followers. I made my Instagram private and I started just giving people the boot. I'm like, I don't know you. I don't interact with you. Bye. I feel like you're not bringing positive energies to me or you don't interact with me in a form that's positive or brings me any joy. You got the boot. I'm Marie Kondo at my Instagram following list and I brought it down to like 900 followers. Will this affect sponsorships? Maybe. I don't know. But it's going to affect my mental health in a positive way. So I did it and no regrets. I feel like I now visually see and interact with people I, I, I enjoy interacting with on my Instagram. So my public Instagram, which will always be the according to Ash Instagram, that one you can follow it. It's, it's public. I do still post stuff on my story there. I try to interact with people. I get messages. I try to answer them as fast as I can. But my private Instagram will remain private for the time being. I do every now and then kind of make it public when I want to post something that I want somebody that doesn't follow me to see. Like, you know, I went to see a drag show and I met Crystal Method. That's something I should have written down too. Dang it. That was a few weeks ago. Um, met Crystal Method. I wanted to repost it, so I made it public. So hopefully she would see it. Just stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm trying to keep my Instagram private. Just for my mental health and my mental sake. And I don't want to see certain things and I want people to see my things. So I made it private. That is the reason. If you got the boot, sorry, not sorry. I just try to keep a very closed circle of followers. Um, talk, we can talk about that show. I went to see the drag show. It was a lot of fun. Um, Crystal Method, hilarious, great performer. Got to meet her. Total sweetheart. I got a picture with her. I think I also posted it on my public Instagram. If not, I will soon. I'm pretty sure I did. I did. Um, I got to meet really cool people there while we were watching the show. Um, I don't know if I should talk about that, but I did meet somebody that worked on the makeup for Lady Gaga at the Met. That was like the first, that's the one I can pull up in my mind. This person has done a lot of makeup. The makeup he had on for the show, also impressive. So shout out, he, he don't need no shout outs. He is a great makeup artist. I will not be giving out too much information, just that I am in love with his work, his personality, all around fabulous person. I'm just lucky to meet cool people when I go out. And that was another one of my moments of meeting someone super cool. Hopefully one day we'll have him on the show. That could be something we can arrange now that, you know, hopefully the COVID stuff calms down and that'd be a really cool idea. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I got to go to a drag show, hadn't been to one in so long. This was at 340 Nightclub in Pomona. I will be going to much, many more shows, much more, many more shows. I can't talk today, you guys. Literally, my eyes are closing. I am exhausted. But, um, hopefully, I'll get a good night's rest tonight. This is the last thing I need to do today. We'll do the little bit of editing the noise and the sound, and we'll upload this puppy to Anchor. 
Um, I think we can now talk about Horror Nights. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the last time I went to Horror Nights was also the first time I had gone to Horror Nights, which was in 2019 before COVID and everything crazy happened. Um, I had also gone in one of like the first few weeks that it opened. This time I happened to fall, I happened to go, happened to fall, happened to go on the, the first weekend. So maybe that was on me. But you guys, it was horrifically packed. That's one of the things I need to point out. It was so packed. But it makes sense. People are going crazy like me. They're going stir crazy. They want to do fun stuff. And they all decided to go this past weekend to Horror Nights. So if you ever needed to splurge on a front of the line pass, this past weekend was definitely the day. And I'm hoping it clears up a bit and it's not as crowded for other weekends. But if it stays as crowded, you definitely need a splurge on the front of the line pass. The crowds are just, it's too much. Um, at one point, we went to go eat at the Krusty Burger at Universal Studios. Um, and it was like 11 p.m. And they were already shouting like, hey, we're out of this. Hey, we're out of this. Like they were running out of stuff already. Um, the line for food was insane. The line for the mazes, every single maze was at least, the shortest line was an hour. And some of them were up to two hours. It was like 140 minutes. That's an hour. That's two hours and 20 minutes. That's a ridiculous amount of waiting time. And something else that I think contributes to the wait time being so long for us peasants that buy regular tickets is that there's like, I think from what I understood and saw, there's like two tiers of like VIPs. There's the RIP tour people, those tickets, and the front of the line passes. And I mean, this isn't hate, but it was kind of rude. We were in line for the maze for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And one of the employees that's like, you know, ushering people in, like letting certain people in, literally called us regulars to our face. He was like, he tells this other employee like, oh, stop letting the regulars in. Now it's just, just let VIPs in. All the VIPs you want, let them in. Usually I've heard on other rides, you know, front of the line, they're like, okay, like this many front of the line now, which makes sense. Their line is shorter, but they're like, oh yeah, let as many um, front of the lines as you want. It's like, bish, I'm right here next to you. I can clearly hear you. I hear you clear as day and you, you treat me like a peasant. Like I just waited 140 minutes. I'm standing at the entrance, like about to step in. And I had to wait like another 20 minutes of him just letting front of the line people in. And all of us just waiting, waiting and waiting. Um, when I went in 2019, I also had regular tickets and I hit every single maze before midnight. And there were way more mini mazes. I feel like there were more mazes before. And maybe that also contributed to there being such long wait times. I felt there was less mazes. Um, there was only one maze I wanted to go on and I was unable to go to. The line was too long. It was already one in the morning and I was not going to wait another an hour and a half for another maze. I was exhausted. My feet sees her. My whole body's her. I was able to go on the exorcist maze, which was great. Um, classic. Everything looked just like the movie. The, which other one did we do? Oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also loved it. Had lots of leather faces in it. And it smelled really good in there. So that's why we ended up eating. Because that place smelled good. It smelled like food in there. Even though it's supposed to be like, you know, body parts. I didn't care. It smelled good. It smelled like a delicious barbecue. 
Um, then we did the tram, which I heard from other people that have been on the tram before. The tram was a lot shorter. Um, the tram also said the wait time was like 55 minutes. It took like 10 minutes at the most. So if you want to do something quick, tram is the way to go. We did Pandora's box, which also said it had a 30 minute wait, which actually when we got there, the wait was uh, moved up to 105 minutes. So we did wait quite a while. But Pandora's box was the maze that surprised me the most, had the most jump scares, the most visually stimulating maze. I thought it was really great. I didn't expect to like it so much. So that was like my, my diamond in the roof. I did not know I was going to like it. I really wanted to do the haunting of Hill House because I love that TV show. But the wait time was ridiculous. I wasn't going to wait that much. It was ridiculous. I'm probably going to have to look it up on somebody that recorded it on their GoPro on YouTube, which is fine. I'll take the, I'll take the loss. I'll take the L, how the young people say it. Uh, the scare zones were, were cool. They had like a devil scare zone and then the scream queen scare zone. Uh, the rides actually surprisingly had no wait time at all. While we were getting into line from before they opened, we got there a little bit earlier. So we got there around 6 p.m. Um, so the line to get to the line to the exorcist pretty much. Uh, my sister rode on the mummy and like then met, met us up later in the line. Like we had barely moved and she got on the ride. No wait time. We rode Jurassic Park at night. And I recommend if you're going to Horror Nights, if you've never ridden Jurassic Park in the dark, it is great. Because um, I know now Universal Studios closes like at 6 p.m. Even before Horror Nights, it's just been closing so early because of COVID. But definitely Jurassic Park at night was amazing, even though we got super drenched. But the amount of bodies in this place just kept it feeling humid and warm the whole night. I left two Horror Nights in some shorts and a t-shirt and some my Doc Martin chanclas. My family was like, you're crazy, you're going to get cold. I spent the whole day, night, well, night, sweating my booty off. It was so hot. It was just because it was so packed with people. And then you're all bumper to bumper to each other, literally. You're packed like sardines in these lines. And just because you're outside, nobody's wearing a mask, so whatever outside COVID doesn't exist um only when you're in the maze you put on your mask but you're all squished together you're all breathing on each other sweating on each other spitting on each other um it was just a little gross too many people it was too much that's the only thing I did not like my experience from when I went in 2019 was amazing I had the best time but this time it was too packed it was too much too condensed they should have put a limit on the amount of people like, we all cut it. But, you know, they got to make them extra monies. Um, I just, if you're going this year, I'm going to recommend you get the Vanilla Lion Pass, to be honest. It's way too packed. Or maybe because it was the first weekend. I don't know. Maybe that was my mistake. But it was way too packed. I didn't really get to enjoy all the mazes. But what I did enjoy, I did like. It was a lot of fun. I love being spooked. Um, if I go next year, I'm just probably going to get the front of the line pass, or maybe I'll just go to Oogie Boogie's Bash at Disneyland or whatever. If I have that amount of money, JK. Um, but I think that's all I got to say about Horror Nights. I still had a good time. I went with, um, I went with people I had fun with. It was a awesome time at the end of the day. We were exhausted. 
Um, I, my voice is kind of raspy, even though I hardly screamed. I was so tired, I couldn't get spooked anymore, pretty much. Um, but I enjoy the spoopies. And definitely recommend you go. But just, you know, keep in mind, it was packed for me. Hopefully it's not as packed for you. I'll still be going to Universal Studios. I love that place. I have the pass. I try to go at least once a month just for funsies. And whew, I am exhausted, you guys, because my body knows it's got to wake up early tomorrow to get all purdy for work. I'm going to cut this episode about 16 minutes shorter than what I usually do. I usually try to hit an hour. I am back. I'm glad if you're here. We'll have way more content next week. I know I say that every time I come back from a hiatus, but I swear to God, you guys, I swear on Rufus, I'm trying to get it together. We are getting it together. It's going good. Um, lots of cool stuff coming. It is my favorite seasons coming up, which is spooky season, the holiday season. And then it's going to be 2022. You guys, can you believe it? 2022. So I will be seeing you guys with my voice trickling, trickling your ears next week. Thank you for stopping by, listening to me, to this podcast. If you are a returning listener, Welcome back. I love you too. I love you the mostest. The mostest, mostest. I'm going to let you guys go. I am exhausted. I'm already talking gibberish. I love you guys. Los quiero mucho. Un besito. Take care, guys. <laughs>